on Geeks. You're listening to episode 326 of the Geeks Under Guys podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Nolan. Hello. And LJ Lowry. What up? This week, we're geeking out about the Game Awards, Wakanda Forever, and we toss another coin to our Netflix. Because Witcher stuff. <laughs> uh, before we do that, we'll get into the games that we've been playing. Uh, LJ, you and I have actually both been playing the the same game. Yes. Um on on the Twitch channels, so that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. Sonic Frontiers. Mm-hmm. What do you think so far? I like it. I really like the direction it's it's it, it's going. Um, mm-hmm. These stages I've noticed are shorter, but it's almost like they want you to be able to just run those like as activities more than anything. Mm-hmm. But the open world is awesome. I'm loving how many like there's a lot of activities. There's a lot of things you can do. A lot of collectibles. Um, unlocking the map is super fun. There's just, it, and it's a very, it's a very activity oriented game. I feel like this is going to be a good one for young kids. Like, like my nephew who are like five years old who just want to jump in and play a Sonic and run around and do stuff. And mm-hmm. then they can play the stages. Yeah. And then they can play the stages and actually like learn how to play the Sonic we all kind of know already. And so it's one of those things where like when he gets it, I it actually dropped to $40 on Amazon and Walmart over the weekend. So I bought him a copy that I'm saving, I'm saving for quote unquote Santa to give to him. Um, nice. And so I'm excited cause he'll learn that. Cause he, like he plays, he's played Sonic colors and forces, I think a little bit, but they're still kind of difficult for him. But I feel like this one can kind of help him get a feel for like how to play a Sonic game and just do whatever. And then he can learn. Um, the thing that does throw me off is that, Double tapping X is no longer jump and the homing dash. Now you got to do X and square. So now yeah. I'm just like, I'm like, that kind of threw me off. Um, uh, yeah. It's, it's got a combat system. Like, I'm like, what? Um, That's nice. Yeah. Like you're like, there's literally a combo counter. Like devil may cry. Now, you know, like there's <laughs> abilities you can unlock that like you can do more in combat. There's, there's a lot to it. Uh, and it's like, there's just a lot that kind of made me jaw drop and just also kind of made me just like, like it feels like the breath. It definitely feels like, uh, like what Breath of the Wild was to like Zelda, kind of. Like it just changes so much. And like mm-hmm. Zelda, we've had evolutions to that series over time, but Sonic, I feel like they've been a lot more incremental. And this feels like the biggest evolution for the franchise we've seen in like a good few years. So. Uh, I, yeah, it just had me kind of floored. I'm like, wow, this game's really good. <laughs> it's almost like yeah. um. I'm curious. I, I watched a one of my uh, one of the YouTubers I follow, um, Yazo. He did this. He he played every single 3D Sonic game. Mm. Um, my Sonic Frontiers because it was kind of in preparation for Sonic Frontiers, if anything. Right, right. Um, and just talk about like, was there actually a clean or non-clean transition? Like, how actually was the transition between 2D to 3D Sonic? And sort of a, kind of one of the. Th- I guess takeaways from the video was that, you know, Sonic Adventure is a Sonic Adventure 2 battle or Sonic Adventure 2, um, Sonic Adventure 1 2, I guess I should say, um, mm. being one of the first, like two of the three first um, 3D Sonic games, mm-hmm. actually pretty, pretty good. Um, yeah. And then it's kind of just yeah. a lot of people who crap on the 3D Sonic games 
really just don't like most of the rest of them, especially the more recent ones. Like yes, they're kind of the old school fans and... that don't want anything else. You know, like yeah, that's the reason Sonic Mania got made is because for all the people who don't, oh, I don't want 3D Sonic or oh, those mm-hmm. are bad. But it's like no, there's a lot of us that like I grew up with both, so exactly. like, I yeah. I appreciate Sonic as a whole. Yeah, it's um, cool. It just yeah. makes me curious. I feel like this is almost as big of a transition um, from 2D to 3D. This is obviously still mm-hmm. 3D, right? But it's not like 4D. You know, it's not, but not but like it's that, a but new like, formula, though. It's a new formula. And so I'm really curious to see how it goes. If it, is it going to be good? Is it going to continue doing stuff like this? Or are they just, you know, playing around with this and then they're going to go back to like more classic 3D? Uh, or I don't know. I'm just really curious to see the future of Sonic um, and how this game will mm-hmm. influence that. One thing that I was really surprised about is that it's not more Mario uh, attuned, I guess. I, I figured mm-hmm. it would be more like Odyssey, so you'd have, because you have different islands. And mm-hmm. so I assumed different that the different worlds. islands would be more like different worlds mm-hmm. that, like Super Mario Odyssey, you go into these different areas and then have this 3D sandbox. And this mm-hmm. all feels very just like open landscape. Uh, like I said, Breath of the Wild is a closer comparison than, than Super Mario, which I thought yep. was really interesting. Um, I'm really loving it as a Sonic game. As a video game as a whole, uh, it feels a little cheaply made, uh, which I hate to say. The the clipping uh, is kind of off-putting. And then uh, I was laughing the entire stream. There are these birds in the game. And you're in a digital world, so it all kind of like is justified in one way. But these birds all have the same exact animation. And they animate at the exact same time. And they fly (laughs) like... They just look very, um, like, copy and pasted into the game. Uh, but that said, it's probably one of the best Sonic games that I've played in a long time. Uh, I'm really That's intrigued great. in the story. What, what mode are you playing on? 4K or, like, performance mode? Um, I think perform. I didn't change it. Oh, see, performance mode is awesome. It's 60 frames per second. Like, it feels so buttery smooth. And it, okay. still, lo- it still looks beautiful. And cool. I think there might be less pop-in as far as I can Probably. Think. Yeah, yep. the, the popping in is yep. kind of ridiculous at times. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll have to check that out. I, oh, I just dude. left it on. Si- si- the default. performance mode is where it's at. I, okay. I, I saw somewhere that people were recommending that over the graphics mode. Yeah, because, I mean, graphically, it's not really that insane i mean you wouldn't you, you don't need that graphic fidelity to understand what's going on in the world right right it's um, still pretty though for what it is it's like wow okay like this is a sonic game <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah uh i'm i'm really enjoying that part of it um the character interactions have been cool pretty been pretty cool so far the uh the boss battles feel uh like a lot of fun uh, mm-hmm. i don't think i've actually had a boss boss battle it's all been these like sub bosses or whatever they're, they're called mm-hmm. um I'm still, I'm only two hours in because I've been doing it on our Twitch channel, like I said, uh, twitch.tv slash Geeks and Grace. And so I played for that first two hours, um, minus all of the technical hiccups that we had to get past. Oh, and, yeah. uh, but first two hours feels, feels nice. The only thing that's weird to me, gameplay wise, I didn't even really care too much once I figured out the square was the homing. Mm-hmm. Um, like once I got it, I was fine. The oddest thing to me is I'm so used to Sonic's camera being turned for me mm. in a 3D space. You never have to really, like, you can move it yeah. in a Sonic Adventure or whatever, but yep. you never need to. The camera so, never does the work so for you. So now what's throwing you off sounds like is when you do, you got to do, like, the loop attack. 
Yeah. When you connect so the anytime loops. that I've got to move that camera around, I'm like, oh, this is so weird yeah. that I actually have to like sit here and do this. <laughs> um, it's not a bad thing. It's just yeah. odd. Um, and it's not, I mean, it's something that every other game does. It should be used to it by now. It's just the only thing that doesn't feel Sonic-esque to me. Yeah. Um, combat system so far has been okay. I think it's cool. Uh, I love that there's skill trees. The skill trees are a little mm. bit convoluted. Um, you have a skill tree, and then the way you level up is through, um, without giving anything away, I, I guess Korok Seeds is the best way to put them. Um, yeah, yeah. From Breath of the Wild. And they will upgrade different different stats. Um, I would have preferred, like, running, make you faster. Um, maybe that's just because I've been playing Cyberpunk so long. Mm. Um, hitting things would make you stronger kind of thing. But... Um, yeah. No, I, I'm enjoying it as far as a Sonic game goes. Uh, I definitely don't, don't think it's any game of the year or anything like that. But, oh no! Like um, everything it does is has already probably been done in a video game before, mm-hmm. but it kind of wears that on its sleeve and especially its influences too. I think. And I will say, I brought up that Mario Odyssey thing. Um, I'm kind of glad that it's not that. Um, I think it would have been really easy for them to do that. I'm surprised that they didn't do it. Yeah. Um, and have like a casino you know open world it's not just another sonic adventure you know like i don't like that about it world yeah yeah um yeah i'm i don't know i'm excited i've seen some clips of other interactions with characters that i'm really excited to like dive into and actually see in organically um it seems like they'd really dive deep into the characters that do exist Mm -hmm. Uh, and that'll be really cool um i saw some canonizing of events with tales and i was like oh that's so fun um yeah i don't know i enjoyed if you like sonic and you're like i need a good sonic game this is the one i think to pick up i chose um, this over god of war and i don't regret it <laughs> right yeah, same. Oh. i, oh, I, I do wish cool. i was playing god of war but uh a uh, big fan of of norse mythology stuff um and, and like i'll play it by the end of the year but yes sonic i do think i made the right choice me. in streaming this over god of war yes because um, yeah There's but i will say too there. it's very tranquil yeah um it, yeah, I think of Sonic games and I think of like, you got to get, you know, point A to point B as fast as you can. Um, and like, really, it's kind of, you have to think about stuff and be mm-hmm. really reactive. In this, if you want, you can just kind of like glide around, run around, but glide around the uh, map and you're still picking things up. You're still doing things, but it's very like exploratory. Mm-hmm. You can literally um, just pick a direction and go. Yeah. And it's like these big, serene you know hillsides um at least in this first island that it's it's almost kind of calm the the bad guys i guess uh are um you can kind of avoid them if you want and you can Mm -hmm. just kind of i totally understand that someone on ign likened it to tony hawk Uh, (laughs) it's kind of like if you were given tony hawk but you weren't given a time trial like you can just kind of pick up the uh the stuff as you go that's cool yeah yeah um <laughs> cool what uh what other games have you been playing lj um i played this other game which was only a few bucks on steam i literally beat it in one sitting on my stream earlier this week um but it's called save room and it's literally just resident evil inventory management but a puzzle game okay wow. yeah there's like 50 levels um and it actually isn't that hard but i was like this is so funny it has the atmosphere it has like a save room style music you know that you would have in resident evil you literally have to um 
to consolidate some items, you literally have to heal yourself or like load guns to make space to fit everything. It's not, I, it's, it's not too difficult. I th actually think I grabbed this before it came to like consoles, but you can literally grab this on your Switch for like three or five bucks now. Um, but it's a fun little thing. I was actually going to play Sonic Frontiers that night, but then I was waiting for GameStop to send my copy because I got the Steelbook, the pre-order. And so I was like, okay, well, my copy's not here. Let me play this. And I literally just played it for three hours and beat it. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. It's super fun. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fun little game. If you're looking to throw around three to five dollars on Steam or, or your Switch, I feel like this would be a really good kickback on the couch like Switch game. Um, it's, it's worth, it's worth it. Especially if you're like a Resident Evil fan, there's, there's like a, I thought the descriptions of the items were going to be funnier, but they're very basic. Um, but I think there's one nod to like Dirty Harry or something like with the revolver. Um, but that's it. But it's, it's cool. It's, I, it's a good, like it was not a waste of a few bucks at all. So yeah, that's it. Shelly? Um, uh, I didn't play anything new this week. I did play, I kind of dabbled. I kind of dabbled this week, but uh, the only game nice. I really want to talk about is uh, Noida. I'm not sure if I actually... I feel like I've mentioned it on the stream before. Or Maybe stream, once. Sorry, podcast. Okay. I think I've mentioned it before, mm -hmm. but I, I really like this game just because it is it is kind of roguelike, right? And mm -hmm. so you could just pick up and do a run. Um, so I, I honestly was just kind of like bored and was not really <laughs> sure what to do. And I was feeling like, oh, I could buy, like, you know, all these... I've been looking at Steam a lot. I'm like, oh, there's all these games that I'm, like, adding to my wish list, and who knows how many of them I'm actually going to buy for, like, the Steam sale. Yeah. I know, but I, I kind of <laughs> was trying to hold myself over, especially because Pokemon comes out at the end of this week, Ooh. and I know I'm just going to play that all the time. So it's like, why even pick up a new game right now when, one, I could buy new ones um on sale, and two, mm -hmm. I'm just going to play Pokemon. Like, why do I even need to do that? So... But yeah. I, I started playing more Noida, and that game is just so chaotic. It's just like, I don't even know how you get good at that game. I have my, I have that on my wish list as well, I think. Yeah, because you're always given, because um, you're basically, for anyone who's unfamiliar, um, you go cave diving, essentially, and you're given your wizard. And you're given um, two wands, uh, always, wizard. and you're given a potion. So <laughs> you're always giving a wand that's um, pretty good at attacking. Um, it, it shoots a projectile that you can shoot at enemies. Um, then you're given um, a wand that usually helps you uh, traverse. Um, like, a, it'll like, give you bombs or something, but they're usually a limited amount. Um, and so you always start, like essentially with the same equipment like some variations but essentially the same equipment oh and a potion so sometimes there'll be like a water potion or um which is literally just a bucket of water <laughs> or a polymorphine potion which um will polymorph you which is kind of funny um and then you basically keep going you keep diving down you keep diving down and you move on to new areas and you get more wands along the way more spells and um you run to harder and harder enemies you get more gold which you can be used to buy more things um and it's just it's just hard. I'm really bad at the game, but it's so fun. Like, I don't know why. I feel like I usually stop having fun with games that are <laughs> I'm really bad at or that I like because I can never get past like I've I've only gotten to um I don't even know what level, but there's I haven't really gotten that far in the game. I know you can get really far. Um I also think it'd be really fun to watch like speedruns of this game. Um I have not yet, but just because of the random chaotic nature of it. Um I don't know. It's just it's just kind of fun to like mess around um and you know 
experiment with the random stuff you see in the world so um yeah because it looks very really like kind of like they play with physics kind of yes like. yeah super physics super like al- it's like alchemy based right it's like mm-hmm. oh you see you run to um a vat of oil uh if you have a fire related wand you can just set it on fire <laughs> um and that sort of thing and like if you get something on your clothes like slime or blood or something else on your clothes like that's going to affect you like if you get slime on your clothes for example then it's like harder for you to fly around so um but mm. it's just it's just hard like i'm just bad at the game but it's like i want to get better at the game <laughs> surprisingly um but besides that um i didn't really want to mention it later so i just figured i'd mention it in the gaming section i actually started my own D campaign finally um, oh nice i won't go into like super details it's it's a magic school campaign, um, not explicitly Strixhaven, but I am taking some Strixhaven um, like rules and and stuff from Strixhaven. I'm kind of making a very homebrew thing, um, but it's very like Harry Potter inspired, and I'm just kind of excited about it. So <laughs> you may or may not be That's hearing awesome. more about that. Um, I definitely won't talk about it, like every week, for example. But I just have never actually done. I've I've DM'd one shots. Um, I've never DM'd a campaign before, so this will be a new experience for me. Nice. But, um, but yeah, so that's that's what I've been doing in the in the gaming world. Cool. Uh, I've also, you know, obviously been playing Cyberpunk. I just got done with all of the gigs, and uh, nice. They didn't give me anything for it. I mean, you get everything, like something for like getting each gig all the way through mm-hmm. uh, each person's each fixer's gigs. Um, but I don't know, no Pete's party. I'll <laughs> be like, good job. Um, <laughs> but that means that I can move on with the game and I can't get God of War. Uh, I told myself until I get this game done. Uh, and so I don't know if I'm going to like completely like continue doing every single little thing. Um, but it's been so much fun. So I don't know. Nice. I don't, I don't know yet. Uh, I really am having fun kind of going through all of the repetitive stuff. I uh, basically got really good with a sword in the game. Um, Ooh, nice. shooting mechanics on a console are not good um and i know i'm not the only one that thinks that um so i just kind of like slow down time and then um take the sword and chop everyone up before um i can do too much <laughs> and i've got so many potions um they're not called potions i can't remember, max doc or something <laughs> it's a potion um and so i just take potions and <laughs> swipe people up um nice. it's been really easy on these side missions it's oh fun. yeah um also I, I finished Edge Runners and I'll talk about that in, Sweet. in a little bit. Um so it's it's cool. I'm gonna be sad when I have to like say goodbye to that universe, but I'm up at mm-hmm. some point and then I'll go very opposite with God of War. That's true, yeah. And there's a skill tree mm-hmm. that I haven't looked up. Uh so like the skill tree in the game. Um there is a like point that is not unlocked yet and i don't know if i unlock that by unlocking other things or if that's like a dlc thing i i don't know yet i haven't looked into mm-hmm. it i'm sure i could get the answer of google pretty easily um but i'm kind of hoping that it's like something you unlock with the dlc that would be cool um yeah as of right now yeah. there was something in the news um related related to this uh, it's a board game thing we don't really have board game news uh, <laughs> runners is getting its own board game is it that's awesome uh, yeah, I saw that today. Cyberpunk That's cool. obviously wow. originated as a board game. Yeah, it did. So it'll use the same Table rules top. as Cyberpunk, but it's a different in the same mm-hmm. uh, Night City 
I think, okay. if I remember right. But you don't need the base game to play it. Nice. Solid. Yeah. Okay. Seems that's cool. cool. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I'm that invested in the world, but I was like, that's that's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's all I've been playing. We can get into besides Sweet. Snap, Marvel Snap, continuing that. Yes, I am still addicted to Marvel Snap. Yeah. Yep. Fun game. All right. <laughs> What's going on in the gaming world, LJ? Okay, so the first thing, uh, it's big news, but there's not really a lot of detail. Um, Control 2 was officially confirmed by the game's director. And apparently uh, Remedy and 505 Games are in a big partnership with this one. Um, 505 has given them a a nice budget, apparently, to make this. And it's in early concept stages. But I think it's exciting because um, Control was big um, and people enjoyed it. And it makes sense that they would do another one. Um, oh, yeah. I, I still, uh, amongst uh, it's among the other couple, few, 300 games that I probably still need to finish in my backlog. But um, I'm excited for this game to just keep on going or this series. Uh, yeah. It's really cool um, for those of you who have not played it. Um, nice it's a really cool cool sh- it's like supernatural like shooter mm-hmm. uh, yeah so that's 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 the biggest that's like uh that's, that's pretty huge um the second piece of news i want to cover a little bit is the indie world showcase that yes they sir. announced like two days before it actually happened yeah <laughs> very um, last minute so but... everybody was like what did this thing happen i'm like yep they announced it they just were very quiet about it um very quick about it. Um, the games, I, there are a few games worth mentioning. Rogue Legacy 2 is a big one. Um, Rogue Legacy is a very popular roguelike. Uh, let's see. Um, I think Coffee Talk is getting another... Yeah, is Coffee it, Talk's yeah. getting a sequel. Or a... Yep, Coffee, Coffee Talk has a sequel. <laughs> have, have a Nice Death. Oh yeah, Have a Nice that. Death is coming. Um, there was that one really cute game with the that... I'm like genuinely interested in. Um, I need to I think look at called Akka. Yes. Or Akka. Yeah, with the red panda. It's like yes. about a red panda who is like a warrior and he's retired. He's trying to find peace. I'm just like, oh, my I need heart. to look and at there's these. There's a giant capybara. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> I don't know. They just, that one looked in particular yeah. stood out to me. That one in particular I, did. Yeah, I, I need to look at these because I don't know all. Like, I, there's a few name drops. Uh, let's see, Sports Story, that's a follow-up to, like, Golf yeah, Story. Yeah, people are pretty excited um, about that. Let's see, WrestleQuest is another one that got shown some more, which, that's a turn-based wrestling RPG. That sounds, like, out there. Um, let's see, oh, Inscription is coming to Switch, which is a really mm. interesting game. That game is so weird. Um, Curse of the Sea Rats is one that I feel like I've been following since early inception and that's basically like a pirate themed action game but it's like 2d hand-drawn style animated so it feels like it feels like an an american tale like style like mouses but like in like a pirate world um so it looks like a fun like co-op adventure um um that uh, I'm, i'm very excited for that one that's coming early 2023 but um if people miss this which I did myself, obviously, because there's a lot that I don't recognize on here that I've never heard of. But the fact that you mentioned Akka, I'm totally going to check that out because it looks, it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
But yeah, always keep an eye on indie. There's some really great indie games out there that just kind of don't get any love. Yeah, Switch Switch um, knows their audience. Like half yeah. of those, like so many of those games are just like cozy indie games, mm-hmm. which is interesting. <laughs> it's like yes, I feel like, I mean, indie games have obviously been going around since as long as gaming has, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like it's only really been the last couple of years in which like cozy games have become like really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is really cool, um, actually, because I feel like there was a long time in which, um, I don't know how to describe, there's like, you know, old style cozy games, right? Mm-hmm. Like Harvest Moon and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. There's always this feeling where it's like, oh, those are just like for girls or whatever. Like unspoken and like dumb and like, like not true. So much but, the and, food. Yeah, <laughs> right. And that's then, what I mean, right? So it's like it's like not even true, but it's like I don't know. I think there was this hundreds of hours in Stardew. There was like this like, weird, yeah. like you know, and then when like Stardew Valley came out, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like there's just weird. Like some people have this weird mentality where it's like, oh, those are like not real games, or like you know, mm-hmm. they're only for girls or something, which is mm-hmm. again just false. But I just think it's cool that's like. Now we're getting all of these sort of like cozy style games that anyone could just play and that, and you know, they're becoming popular. And I, mm-hmm. I, I just think yeah. that's what's cool. It's like they're becoming popular and people are finally being able to, you know, find ways to be able to relax in a video game. That's yep. not just like, you know, for people like me who don't really enjoy, you know, shooting a ton of things. Right. Yes. Like, you know, for some people, that's a really good way to like decompress. But for me, no, sometimes I do just want to like cozy up and like, you know, play yeah. something. So I just think. That's pretty cool. It's like, like how there's so many cozy games. Like I know some people are like, oh, there's too many farming sims now. Like, sure, I get it. There's Maybe. a reason. There's a reason though. Yeah. It's it's yep. becoming popular. Yeah, I feel like Journey and Fez kind of started. Oh uh, man. Getting of like, indie games getting really big, and then you mentioned Stardew Valley. I feel like Stardew mm-hmm. Valley is when they started to get that cozy focus. Yeah, it was for a few sure. Years later, I think that succeeded, and then everyone had to make them. So you have a couple years, mm-hmm. and then. For sure. Yep. I, I think of games I specifically played on the couch on my Switch because I hardly ever play my Switch on on like my TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I beat like mm-hmm. Gris was one of them, and then Battle Chef Brigade. I literally beat both of those most mostly like on the couch in my living living room, hanging out with family. So it's like there's one of these out there that somebody's gonna you know just cozy up with, especially during the winter time and things like yeah. that. Yeah, it's about to be the season. So, totally. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um, keep an eye on. All the indies, especially on Switch. Um, The third piece of news is probably the highlight uh, here uh, for a lot of people, not just our podcast. Um, But we have the Game Awards nominees. And let's see. um, I'm going to go through some of these. Another Game Awards. Another me not caring about the awards and only about the news. That will eventually come with the awards. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm sure... (laughs) I'm sure Anna, I think she already says, I mean, we do this every year, but she yeah. already says, like, she's totally going to stream the awards again. Heck yeah. Um, my favorite moment last year was when they announced Alan Wake 2, and she just totally geeked out about it. Like, and, like, mm-hmm. it was that just was so, so cool. Fun. It was my favorite, like, moment. Um, so we're going to be doing that again on Twitch for people to come, like, watch and hang out with us. Um... Dang, and for Game of the Year, we, there's some heavy hitters on here, some stuff I didn't expect. Um, I know Plague Tale just came out, but Plague Tale Requiem is on here. Ooh, um, that's another one I need to play. I know. Well, that's why I'm like, wow. Um, Elden Ring, which they I'm already have. that's on here. They already have God of War Ragnarok, which I'm like... I know. Like, that's fair? pretty <laughs> close. Yeah, see, like, that's, that's like in 2011 when uh, Skyrim... Um, 
was on right. there. I'm like, and it won game of the year. I'm like, that's cheating. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. That's like y'all just came out. You can't beat Skyrim in like a week. Come on. I know now. that's what I mean. Um, it's like I don't know if people have even. I mean, I'm sure Benny. I'm sure I, quite I know, a few people have already. Been I know the press. Wrong, the the press has for sure. Like I mean, I mean, there's people that have probably beaten it already, but by this Not time the, the press the press has already played it and beaten it. So yeah. half of the half of the votes come from like a uh, like a panel of press. Um, and then Horizon Forbidden West, which. I'm that game. Oh, it's that. I feel sorry for Horizon. Like yeah, uh, like there's no, there's no way Horizon's winning this. Um, <laughs> I, just, I, mean, I don't know how we feel about quite a few of the picks. Actually, yeah. like, there's a few. The the two others I'm going to mention in here are Stray. I had no idea Stray was that good to even be on this list. Right, that's what I mean. It's like I, really I have back. actually been still meaning to play Stray. It's on my mm-hmm. list. I don't own it yet so it's not my backlog but it's like it's something yeah. i do want to play it's something i was excited about seeing mm-hmm. when the ps5 was announced because it was like one of those ones that was announced but um, and yeah. i mean obviously i heard it's like you know a lot of people liked it but it's still a little surprised when i, I see it on the list i'm yeah. just like really like okay like i'm all for you know indie games you know going mm. up against the big dogs i just or should i say cats sorry um i just i don't really know <laughs> I, it just, it, it surprised me. Um, it surprised me a little bit, you know. I also saw, like, yeah. Cult of the Lamb is, like, under Best Indie Game. Oh, yeah, um, so. Which I'm, like, I have mixed feelings about because uh, it's a great game, but, mm-hmm. man, is it still broken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, the, yeah. The other it's still thing almost unplayable on Switch. I wanted to mention for Game of the Year is that Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is on Game of the Year. Yeah, list. yeah, that's And I too. was like, you know what? That's pretty cool. That's there. It's a JRPG, like right on. Like, yeah. You get a participation trophy for just being there. Um, like, that's cool. Um, so I may not get into all these. There's Best Game Direction, which is all Game of the Year stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, narrative like looks like most. Yeah. Let's see. Art direction, kind of the same stuff. I'm trying to look for something different here. <laughs> but most of them... Ooh, Metal Hellsinger is nominated for Best Score in Music. I love that that's there. Um, best Audio Design. Uh, let's see. Best Performance. I'm trying to skip like Games for Impact. I, I want to go look at those indie games. Uh, mm-hmm. The indie list you're talking about. Uh, ongoing game i'm not surprised there best indie so for best indie since we were talking about indies um cult of the lamb is on there um neon white is on there which i heard neon white is really good um sifu oh, is also I heard that's on there. really good yeah sifu is really tough and really good stray is on there and then our our boy uh, tunic is on there Tunic's the on game there. that yeah the, Man, the game, game that we played so like every convention um i'm happy that tunic is on there I I'm obviously tuning to um, it. Eventually, I will own it. Actually, here's myself. one for Cody. Uh, here's a, here's a category for Cody. Uh, best mobile game. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Apex yes. Legends Mobile, Diablo Immortal, or Mobile? Did I say Apex Legends? Yeah, Apex Legends yeah. Mobile, Diablo Immortal. Um, mm-hmm. Genshin Impact is on there again. Marvel Snap is on there. Yeah, that should win. Yeah. I would say I don't play snap. that many mobile games. Uh, no, I know. But you play more just, than we do, no. though. At least yeah, yeah, more than I do. Um, I always give them a fair shot, I feel like. Yeah. And then go, meh. And then I move yeah. on. And then uh, Tower Fantasy is on there, which is another Genshin type of style, like Japanese, like, gotcha game. 
Um, I and I hope that's... I hope uh, I hope Ludwig wins Content Creator of the Year. But I don't really care about most of the rest of them. I never really care about Content Creator either, but just because yeah, Ludwig is so um, closely tied with the Smash community, then I'm like, well, I kind of want him to win. I'm a little biased. <laughs> I'm definitely trying to look and see if there's any other big things to keep like a uh, big categories um oh the poor fighting game category uh is so multiverses is on there i'm like i'm multi multiverses better win it um but fighting game category is pretty poor right now um yeah those are kind of it like i'm kind of looking through these and a lot of it's kind of samey i'm trying to look for anything that really stands out um splatoon 3 is in my best multiplayer <laughs> Um, that's kind of it. Well, best debut indie, I guess. Neon White, Norco, Stray, uh, Tunic, Vampire Saviors, which is random. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of it. Oh, wait, here's an interesting one. Best Adaptation. This is what we've been talking about. Oh, right, and yeah. the, it's all... Oh, okay, this is like a TV... Yeah, this is a TV show slash movie category. We got Arcane, which... Come on, y'all. That's gonna okay. get it. Um, yeah. Cyberpunk Edgerunners, which could give Arcane a run for its money, I think, but not as many people watched Edgerunners as they did Arcane. Yeah, there's no way. Um, then I feel bad for uh, the Cuphead show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and then look at Uncharted in here. I feel like... Uh, <laughs> they just... They had to get another one. Uncharted in there. is like, hey guys, like I'm just I'm here. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of it as far as like the most interesting categories and nominees here. So, I think we can move on. Sweet. All right. Well, we will get into the movies then. Um, yep. Again, Wakanda forever. <laughs> we're on, on the same page. Yeah, we are. Um, Got to watch it last yesterday, uh, Sunday for the listeners, and um, it was real good. What you What you think? It was really good. Um, I don't know. Like I, I've, it's not like this amazing ten out of ten movie, um, but it is. It's really solid. It's up there. Like best if, Marvel movie that they've made in a while, probably. It is. Oh, best honestly, Phase Four is what I've heard. People have been honestly, that. it feels <laughs> like when I went back to see like Shang Chi. I'm like, oof, like, I'm like, yes, this is like, this is why people come to a Marvel movie right here is for epic grand scale things right here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, I liked it. Um, definitely we bring, you better bring some tissue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Very emotional. Yes. Um, out the gate. Like they don't waste any time. And I hate to say that, but I do feel like, um, one of my worries when, before the movie came out was that it was going to, um, kind of exploit Chadwick Boseman's death. Yeah. Um, and as touching as it was, and like, it's very emotional. Yeah. Um, or that was kind of what it was wired to do. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um, so by the end of it, as, as touched as I was, I still felt very um, exploited in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, they, I won't give too much away of the movie, but they bring it up multiple times throughout. It's not just, you know, a tribute to the beginning or the end yeah. it's uh brought up over and over and it's like okay yeah we know um and i mean they do it in a really respectful way uh yeah. as respectful as you can but i it, it feels very much like um they were i mean i'm sure that they were trying to be at least the actors and actresses yeah. were probably trying to 
um you know give him pay him respect through through doing this movie uh, yeah but a lot of the times it felt kind of gross i i um, think the the thing that, that i heard that makes me feel a little bit better about it is that i guess like ryan coogler consulted like his family like when they wrote it yeah that's good so yeah. i'm like okay like that's cool um like that at least he didn't do you know he the way they did it but they did it they did so with like the approval of like the family and stuff. yeah i'm like okay that's huge and it does feel important. It 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 doesn't just feel like they were looking for it did feel important. Like yes, it did get brought up a lot. But it felt it, it did feel important, especially to characters like Angela Bassett, dude. Oh my gosh, she was amazing. Like she gave the best performance, I think. Um Namor is awesome too. Um I feel like he yeah, could have been was really good. He could have I feel like he could have been a much more charismatic, cooler character, but I think he's he was still really awesome um yeah there's not much more i think we can say without getting into spoilers but i i think it's like this is this is the kind of movie people go see marvel movies for like it's it's kind of sad that like they put out dr strange and thor which are supposed to be just as big but in hindsight they really weren't you know um but this is why people go see marvel movies uh i really yeah we really can't say much too much more without giving anything away Mm -hmm. um Yep, I'm not going to say that. I think it'll be too much. I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I everybody knows Ironheart is going to be in it. I like. I did like Riri Williams. She was a cool like. Yeah, my my one problem with Ironheart, and uh, I loved it for the most part, was uh, yeah. that her design was very anime esque, which is cool. I'm fine with yeah. that. Yeah, I heard somebody like... liking it to like a Power Rangers outfit, and I'm like, you're not. <laughs> But it wasn't explained. Like, is she an anime fan? Why does it look so anime? Yeah. Um, it almost looked. I don't like the Iron Man suits. Always it did so look realistic. very toony. And it, yeah, it looked almost like a, um, like something pulled out of like a CGI to movie, like live action thing, like yeah. a cartoon live action. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a little out of place, and then, um, it could have been a little bit more connected. I feel like to uh her inspiration, but yeah. Um. Those are nitpicks. Uh, yep. Definitely worth the watch. I definitely oh, totally. want to go say it. Uh, and it does, uh, even though it is, I feel, exploiting Chadwick Boseman in a lot of ways, um, I think it does honor him too. Um, yeah, it, and I know it's, that a lot of people. You definitely made this get in danger. Of the, yeah. You, you get in so. danger like of being in hot water if you go too far in one direction. But I think they, they treaded lightly for sure. I think they didn't. They tiptoed around it a lot with respect as well as yeah it, it does feel it was made with love yeah um i am in the camp of i would have rathered him been um recasted um and then not let that character of uh t'challa die with the actor I feel it like was still he would wanted to live long yeah live uh, he wanted to live on past him um but i don't know that i just that's my assumption and that's an uneducated assumption i just I think I'm literally putting myself in his shoes, and that's not really yeah. fair because uh, I don't, for one, have cancer. So, yeah. Um, it, um, I, I said it sounds like they did have plans to put Namor in the sequel, regardless. So it sounds like that plot line of like Wakanda yeah. and the other, you know, land. You know, it sounds like a lot of that stuff was still like in the works and plan in planning phases early on. 
because mm-hmm. they talked about how Chadwick was excited to have that character in there and, and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, like that's that is cool that it was being set that far back, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Overall, good movie. Yeah, good. Uh, Shelly, what did you see? Um, I won't I won't talk about it for very long. Don't worry. Um, but I realized after Halloween, I did watch another movie. Um, live action Scooby Doo first one yeah yeah so good. Been a, I've, I've seen it before you know um it but probably didn't age very well at all but i do i do have fond memories of the it. <laughs> cgi did not age well at all it looks pretty bad but the acting <laughs> and the characters i would say actually aged pretty well like i think it was i think i don't know maybe not necessarily aged well but i still enjoyed it i still thought it was just what you kind of want out of a you know, live action version of a cartoon that you love. Like, I just thought it was a really good adaptation where they're all just like, you know, it's it's ever so slightly more realistic, but still definitely not. And some of these sequences that you see in, you know, animated Scooby-Doo, um, mm-hmm. they kind of portrayed in in this. And I don't know. I just, I, I just thought it was fun. I don't really have anything to say about it. Sure, uh, but I realized, so I was trying to figure yeah. out, like, did I watch any movies recently? Uh, that movie. So I decided to, to mention it. But I still really like it. Nice. Well, we'll get in. Wait, am I? Yes, we'll get into the movie news. Yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're good. Michelle J hadn't seen anything else. Nope, nope. Yeah, yeah, no, we're good. Um, awesome. So we have we 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 have some news. Um, <laughs> some news. Is one right. of the news pieces I think is actually really cool and exciting. So let's um let's talk about that one first. Actually, let's just set the. And then it's all downhill from there. It is all downhill from there. I would definitely agree um well here's what we'll do we'll do from my opinion best to worst so take so we're that gonna slow well. down we're gonna like coast so <laughs> okay so we were <laughs> um we were just talking about adaptations right we we're just talking about like game awards already has like a section just for like game adaptations into shows and movies um mm-hmm. we're actually getting kind of another one for gran turismo and this is not what you think it is um, when you just hear like Gran Turismo movie, you're probably thinking like a Need for Speed kind of movie, or like a, um, I don't know, just like a cool car movie, which you know is also was. fine itself. They, they kind of did that. like nine of those cool car movies. Um, yeah, um, but <laughs> this one half of more action movies now. Yeah, so um, this one, um, and by the way, they're uh, they've started filming, so like that's sort of where right. it is. That's where we're at in production. Um, but it's uh, Sony Pictures basically tweeted. Um, saying that they're underway with the movie. And here I'll quote the tweet. It says, It's based on an inspiring true story of a Gran Turismo player, Jan Martin Burrow, who won a series of gaming competitions, leading him to become an actual professional race car driver. Which I Which think I is just so cool. I love like, that. Because that's something that, you know, you're going to get the people who play Gran Turismo coming out for it. You're going to have people who have paid attention to esports coming out for it too, or at least like racing esports. Um, and then you're going to have people who just think like, Oh, this is an interesting story coming, like interesting story coming out to see this. I think this is like a, this, and I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a documentary. Like it could be, but I still think it's going to be um, interesting sure for like all audiences. Oh yeah, I think no, because be like really David cool. Harbour like and a Ford Fjord versus Ferrari guy. type situation. But yeah, with yeah, there are big That's actors a good comparison. So. Uh huh. Yeah. So um, I just think that's really cool. I literally have no interest in Gran Turismo as a game, but I'm interested in the movie because I just didn't realize that was like a thing that happened with someone. Like, Gran Turismo. Wow. That's such a crazy story and a story yeah. worth telling. Yeah, Gran Turismo I, exactly. was the OG car sim. Like that's 
that's the thing people played if they wanted realistic uh, car like racing games. Yep, I'm terrible um, at it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's tough. Yeah. Um, My now, brother uh, is, I he's probably hasn't played one in a long time, but he used to be very into him. Um, yeah, oh yeah, and could like drift like no other. And he was like, oh yeah, you're turning too sharp. You need to like hit this, this, and this so that your car does a certain thing. And I'm like, I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, <laughs> and that was that was before drifting was like a mechanic. Like, a reverse button, not the brake for some reason, and drifting as I'm going forward, um, mm-hmm. exactly where I need, and then letting go, and then <laughs> speeding up. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that's they, our... like you brought through the simulation stuff. Uh, yeah. Have, you know the rigs and stuff. I'm sure that he's playing in a rig for those competitions. Um, oh, for sure. It, it makes me wonder. It's like, wheels. is this the first step? Are we going to also have people who, and you know, maybe it's happened where people have played like Microsoft Flight Simulator and then became pilots. Oh, yeah. No, what what, what I really want is somebody gets so into Street Fighter or Tekken that they get into like real martial arts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be so awesome. (laughs) Video games are inspiring. And I think that's that's something that this, uh, I don't know, movie will kind of be able to showcase to people who've never played. Or, or my brother literally learned how to do nunchucks from like watching like the katas and soul caliber like watching maxi do those like you know, sure so some there... kid is uh played a lot of minecraft and bought some legos yeah yeah <laughs> anyway um i just thought that's that sounds fun i think that's a that's a technically video game movie that'll be coming out but i think it you know just the story behind it and and is going to be a little bit different than than just yeah. sounds like, like need for speed or exactly. like another like just Cookie cutter adaptation. Reminds exactly. Me of that. What's that game called, or that movie called um, from the '90s that was basically a giant trailer for uh, Super Mario Three? Oh, like The Wizard, mm. I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Similar. Not the same, but it might be '80s. <laughs> I think it's an '80s movie. I might be. I think Super Mario Bros. <laughs> came out in '92, but I could be wrong. Hmm. It's been a while. Anyways. I wouldn't know. Cool stuff. <laughs> but anyway. So that's our that's the probably the best. Now let's go to um sort of the middle. We have three we have three pieces today. Um so we talked in the past yeah, we've oh, talked wow. in the past a lot about Pirates of the Caribbean. Um and we talked about how it's like, oh, there's like a couple different movies at this point and you know we mm-hmm. already talked extensively about like oh is Johnny Depp coming back or not is it gonna be a reboot is it gonna be a continuation <laughs> and we've talked about a part of the Caribbean that has Margot Robbie in it um and so if you've been listening for a while you're familiar with this movie you know it's a thing well unfortunately it's no longer a thing it got canceled so I mean we haven't heard of anything in a minute I guess is to be fair maybe we should have seen it coming but um what did we say earlier that ship has sailed <laughs> yes it has yep <laughs> should walk the plank for these puns oh yeah oh my All gosh day. <laughs> i think the series i think the whole series is underwater honestly <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, along, along with davy jones yeah yep. so anyways and it's like kind of too bad just because like i don't know parts of the caribbean's fun and Noah was not expecting Johnny Depp to be like coming back or anything, but I think it could have been fun seeing Margot Robbie like do stuff. But 
It's got canceled, so something I don't know. done that is Those are the like one thing they could have made it interesting, and now it's just more. They could exactly. have not connected it to any of the previous movies and just yeah, had it be its own just thing. Had its and own it would have been fine. It could have been, been cool. Like, and like anytime those, I bring yeah. this up, we bring this up. I need to say we need an Anne Bonnie movie. It would be good. I think yeah, like Margot a soft Robbie reboot would have been like awesome. Yeah, Margot Robbie could totally be Anne Bonnie. Be mm-hmm. a crazy story. Historic um, character, uh, very cool. Yeah, character person. Very scary. Very piratey. What? Me person or character? Person. Person. Real, yeah. real person. Real person. Okay. And Bonnie is a historical person. Like an actual person. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I did that earlier so. this week. I called, <laughs> I don't remember who I was talking about, but I definitely called real people. I said characters, and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> like fantasy That's football not right. all the time. I go, my character didn't do well. And he's like, those are real people, and they're actually injured. You should feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. That is very funny, but also sad. Um, So. <laughs> Now to our last news piece. <laughs> now to our last news piece, which I hate a lot, uh, if I'm going to be honest. Um, WB, uh, it's not confirmed or anything, but they are in talks of potentially making a Cursed Child movie, Harry Potter and the Cursed mm-hmm. Child. And if you don't know, if you don't follow Harry Potter, um, or maybe you've never heard this, even if you have sort of vaguely followed Harry Potter. So the Cursed Child is the... It takes place after the main Harry Potter series, and um, yes. it was originally a play, so it was playwright. And um, I own the playwright. I've never read it. Well, you don't need to because it's awful. That's what I've so, heard. I've heard so, that. So Shelley says you should burn it then. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> this is a Christian podcast. We can't talk about burning Harry Potter books. Oh, yeah, we're yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. do that. Not that it's kind true. of Christian just podcast. Don't, <laughs> just don't read them. Don't, I feel bad. I got a cursed child for my sister one year, a couple like years ago, before I realized it was awful. Um, and I feel really bad about that because I just didn't know. But anyway, um, <laughs> most Harry Potter fans uh, reject the cursed child and consider it non-canon and stuff because, like, it, you know, J.K. Rowling did write part of it. Um, but there was also another writer, and also J.K. Rowling isn't really even a good writer anymore. Um, or even by that, even by that time, she wrote *Cursed Child*, and you know this is way before *Fantastic Beasts* and all that. But um, even by that time, she already was kind of like not. I don't know. She was already kind of getting. What if weird. they make it better in the movie? Yeah, like what if they loosely well, adapt it and just do their own thing with it? There's just, I mean, maybe, but they would have to change really, really big plot points. Oh, okay. They'd have to entirely remove characters. Characters that just shouldn't exist. Oh, that's okay. pretty cool. I mean, that's fine. I think all the Cursed Child needs to be, in a I mean, sense, is a they would have to remove the Cursed Child, is what I'm saying. They would have to literally oh. get rid of the Cursed Child for it to be a book that actually is good and makes sense or and just something beautiful. Curse him in a different way. Because <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. That's the thing. Yeah. But maybe I do they because to, to curse ward people off. But... I mean, does, does, people, does anybody care anymore? I mean, about. Well, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I'm they might be making yeah. a movie. Yes, people uh, want to read it. But and, and, I, to be fair, all the movie needs to be is a reunion of the the main characters. Where did And yeah. then you have a cursed child that hopefully um, <laughs> doesn't repeat whatever happens in the book. The book that should not be named. Yeah. So <laughs> there we go. That really should be. I love that. Um, <laughs> That's very meta. Yeah, so, oh, what was I going to say off of that? I, I have at least heard, um, in its defense, I have heard that actually watching it as a play is more enjoyable than reading, but that's every play. Hmm. Because playwrights True. are meant to be plays, and but even then, people, like, as far as the story and, like, characters and things go, people don't like it for those reasons. It's not even necessarily because of the actual, um, 
like quality of the writing, I suppose. Um, and that stuff sticks right between play and, and not play. So I yeah, think I think a play probably kind of hides so that you can make it up. Yeah, I think the play kind of like hides some of the, um, you know, it, it looks nice and you're like in a play and you're not really thinking about like, oh, does this make sense? When you're reading a book, you're like have to read it back. You're like, wait a second. Did they just mm -hmm. say that? You know, you have the opportunity to do that. You can rewind. So mm -hmm. anyway, um, it just makes you a little bit disappointed because we already know Fantastic Beasts is um, on a downward spiral. Um, they probably won't even have another one, honestly, after this, you know, this third one that released um, more recently. And I just, it's like WB owns Harry Potter and they want to milk that cow. And JK Rowling, I think, also wants to milk that cow. And um, none of us Harry Potter fans want them to do it anymore because we're like, guys, we're, we're done. Like, movies happened and, like, the first Fantastic Beast was Let fine, but the others were not. And, like, can we please just give it up? Can we please move on? Can we please mm -hmm. do something else? Can we not do Harry Potter anymore? And here they are probably still doing Harry Potter. So that's just disappointing, and I don't like that at all. So, yeah. Yeah. There. Cool. Hufflepuffs mm -hmm. for life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> get it on the TV. We're all three Hufflepuffs, right? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. I'm totally so choosing cool. Hufflepuff in the video game coming. <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I probably won't. I am. There's a list of games. I don't I think I will. If I ever did, I would probably be used because I, I don't I, want I, to I'm give JK Rowling money. Gonna, I'm, I'm an addict. I'm definitely going to buy it. So. Yeah, I, I just don't want to give money. <laughs> so it's like, if I can get it used, maybe. But also at the same time, the story doesn't sound good. So that's like kind of... It's like the, it's like the one-two punch. It's that. like... J.K. Rowling's a bad person, but also the story sounds not fun at best, racist at worst. So I'm like, eh, maybe I don't. Oh, maybe yeah. I don't. Maybe I don't. But who knows? I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'll let y'all know. I'm a terrible person. No, you're not a terrible person. You're fine. <laughs> I, guess, I don't know the plot, I guess, that well. Um, it's kind of I was hoping that it was like a shared stuff. world kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, not an MMO. When I say MMO, people get like a specific idea. But like Destiny. But with wizards and i was like oh. yeah. um so i don't know we'll see how it goes winging in tv um i mentioned earlier that i finished edge runners uh i okay so last week i said that edge runners kind of glorifies the um uh moral decay of the world and uh, i'm sticking by that even though it is a tragedy which i had a feeling um just the response that even lj oh, gave yeah. me yep. um <laughs> last week i was like and other things that i've heard um it is a tragic story but i think that uh in a lot of ways it still was this yeah um i don't know it was just it it glorifies everything in a way that uh cyberpunk doesn't cyberpunk the, 2077 yeah doesn't. the tragedy means much less when it, when it does you know glorify that kind of stuff yeah yeah i think yeah, I can't tell you what the tragedy is without giving anything away. So it's just, which is it's not, fair, but it's like man, it's not now necessarily I'm like the moral decay that uh, creates the tragedy. Mm -hmm. mm. Whereas I feel like in Cyberpunk 2077, um, without giving too much away, uh, there is a big emphasis on how bad the moral decay is. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. Um, I guess what? Yeah, that's that's kind of where I stand with it. It was really well animated the story was good mm -hmm. uh, it just didn't have and i do i will say that i like it more than i did four episodes in um 
because the story and the animation was so good. It, yeah, it just got better with each episode, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, but Dad still doesn't have the soul that 2077 does. So that's where I kind of land on it. If you watch Cyberpunk, um, you may want to watch the show just for the, like, it, it is cool to see, like, such stupid things. Like, the map shows up uh, and i'm like oh i've seen that map and hearing it's that little like, ringtone is just automatically like just triggers something like, like yeah they call each other like mm-hmm. the same ringtone mm-hmm. uh there's a sequence and the music from the game is playing and i was like that's yeah. kind of cool mm-hmm. because the music tells me a specific thing is happening yeah um, oh. yeah and so um i don't know that all was that part of it was really cool mm-hmm. um there's also some voice acting that I didn't expect to see uh, get brought between two, uh, between the game and the show. Uh, so that was kind of fun to bring voice actors back um, in small ways. Don't get too, I mean, it's not in a, in a huge way. Um, and then, what's his name that plays Goff Midian? Goff, Mo- Mo- Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. Giancarlo, I met Giancarlo. Is that his name? Yeah, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, he's in it. Yeah, he's in it, and that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's redeeming qualities to it. It just doesn't have the soul that uh, Cyberpunk did. And maybe I was written into Cyberpunk, and there was a really specific thing, and maybe that's not their overarching um, moral, but uh, it was what I had gathered from the game. It's what mm-hmm. I like valued from the game. So other than that, I watched Dragon Prince, and uh, yeah, I like it. I'm enjoying yeah. it. I read the book. That you told me to read, Shelly. Oh, good. Okay. The moon thing. Um, <laughs> but you understand why. Like, I was... Yeah. Yeah. There would have been stuff that would have been a little confusing. It would have been confusing, um, yeah. For sure. I... Yeah, I guess there's, there's quite a few things that wouldn't have really... Um, I'm thinking about it. We're about five episodes in, I think. And um, really enjoying it. It still does the thing that it does with characters that I love. The villains are just people. Um... And so the people have people problems sometimes. And that's just really, really cool mm-hmm. uh, yep. to see. And this continues to do that. And that's something that the creators of the show have always been good with. Um, or writers. I'm not sure. Whoever did Avatar The Last Airbender that is doing this. Does yes. good things with characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really see a like down quality in the animation. But maybe I just don't remember it very well. It's been a while since I've seen that's kind of how I. It feels very that's kind of how I felt too. People were like complaining left and right about the animation, but I didn't really notice any problems. Honestly, yeah. The only times in which I was made really aware of problems were um, clips taken later, and people were like, "Look at all these animation inconsistencies." And it's like, well, when I'm watching for the first time, like I don't pay attention to those, and you're yeah. not gonna notice yeah. them. Um, but <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. Uh, for a spoiler-free example, um, there's like multiple scenes where Callum has his scarf and then he just doesn't have a scarf anymore. It just disappears. Uh, and that's just something where it's like, well, you're not going to pay attention to that. You're not going to notice that when you're first watching. But on a yeah. playback, you're like, what? So yeah. I just, it's not like okay, super weird. duper consequential uh, animation issues. It's just like kind of What's crazy with streaming funny. is they can fix that now if they want to. Yeah. They can patch it. It's weird. That's such weird. a weird concept to me that they can update shows like that. Um, I guess I remember season one's animation being really bad. Yeah. And this seems better than season one's animation. So I'm like, cool with it. Yeah, exactly. Like season one was so choppy and you had to get kind of through that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
Yeah, that's all the TV I've been watching. Um, what about you, Shelley? So, um, I'll start off with uh, Doctor Who. Um, just kind of in prep for the next Doctor Who era. Uh, we've actually been going back and watching it again. But I requested that, because um, we left at the, we sort of stopped watching um, mid-Capaldi. But I never watched the first two seasons with uh, Eccleston and then um, just the Rose seasons. I never watched the Rose seasons. Um, so I kind of thought, well, I kind of want to watch those. Um, so I don't we are, either. yeah, making their way through people, season people one. People hate Rose, I think. I really like Eccleston and I really like their, Eccleston's like, awesome. I really like, yeah, my, my husband, he described that they kind of have like buddy cop energy and they definitely that's, do. That's me. Like, be, like that being the only doctor who I've ever watched. I really liked Eccleston. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought it was really fun. Um, and it's just, I started Matt Smith, so I was really weird. <laughs> yeah yeah i started in season three so it's like david Tennant, but it wasn't his first season um but it wasn't with oh, yeah, rose it was with uh maria i think Marie. i don't remember her name i feel bad but um it was great by the way i like i it's like i've liked all the companions except for maybe the one with capaldi she's kind of uh, i don't know we have to finish watching that season. But either way, I'm enjoying that so far. We're kind of slowly working through it um, because we're also watching Andor. Um, and we've not finished Andor. We've only gone through season or episode six. And I know that there's still more coming oh, out. I, I think there's going to be 12. Too. There's a lot of episodes. Yeah, there's going to be like 12 episodes and another season. But like, I'm really happy about it because this is not even done yet. I haven't even finished even what's out yet. And it's already, I think, my favorite Star Wars show, except for maybe The Mandalorian, because Mandalorian was also yeah. freaking awesome. But like... That first episode, I feel like, will tell you whether or not you're going to like the show. I loved it. I think you're right. I think that's a really good... Yeah, just like watch the first episode. If you don't like that, you probably won't like it. So, it like was it. so dark yeah. for Star Wars. I was like, ooh. I, oh, I really great. liked it. It's like... Because it's just Rogue One, but mm-hmm. a show. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And I loved Rogue One, so... I'm happy about it. I, I love the, you know, it doesn't feel like Star Wars until you see like a TIE fighter going overhead and you're like, oh, it is Star Wars, right? <laughs> and that, I love the, cool. and I really love the sort of like, um, I know, I don't, I hate to overuse the word juxtaposition. I know people don't like that word anymore, but like sort of the, that comparison between like you see like, you know, just the regular old guys working their jobs on the ground, just living their lives but like under empire rule and like suffering for it. And then you see the people who are working for the empire and you see Coruscant. Like we were both Daniel and I were so pumped to see Coruscant empire mm-hmm. ruled. It was like, we haven't seen Coruscant really much at all. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was like pre it's prequels. Right. And then yep. there's like one scene and um, there's one scene where they're in that big, the big room with all the, like the little pods where, you know, in the prequels, all the senators would come together and they would yeah. like say oh, stuff yeah. and it's like oh now but the empire That's is using it. it now they're using it and it's like i like seeing the comparison between like people who are living on that planet people who are working as you know essentially police or people who are working on the empire and they have like all this fancy stuff and you know just the life and their life differences and you know showing off the um i don't know i just really like all the characters i really like the show I really like Cassian. Without space wizards and space knights, it's very uh, cyberpunk. And I'm on a cyberpunk kick. So maybe I really like that part, too. I just think every character is, like, so, like, realistic. Mm-hmm. And um, just so cool. I don't know. Yeah. I really like I'm it excited so to watch more. I also really love... First, though. Yeah, I love that it's um, 
kind of in like three episode arcs that makes it really easy to watch um okay because you just pretty easily watch like three episodes in a row i mean they're kind of long but they're like a half hour 40 minutes right um but that's what kind of we did we kind of like watched like three episode chunk and then we watched another three episode chunk and that's probably what we're going to do next is kind of like watching these three episode chunks because they're just like the separate arcs which i think are really um i don't know i think that's smart show design where it's like there's still like a through plot but it's like you're not sticking on one thing too long so can you move forward that's cool big fan of that show nice and then lj You've been watching Chainsaw Man. Yeah, I only oh, watched like it? another. I watched like another episode or two. Um, it's getting really, it's getting really good. It's definitely one of those shows that like, it's very graphic, very gory, uh, very pervy. Uh, there was a particular scene. I didn't where, say that about Edge Runners, and hopefully people. Same with Edge Runners. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I said that last week, but I didn't say it this week. There, there was a scene where I was like. Um, I think my mom or somebody was like walking by or whatever. And I'm like, I'm going to turn this off right now. Cause it's not a good time for this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, shoot. Like, they're going to like, they're going to like, what are you watching? So I was like, and right, right as I hit the home button on my PlayStation, my mom walks in my room and I'm like, Oh good. I timed it out like right on. So I was like, I'm just going to watch this later. Um, it's still really, the concept is still really crazy. Uh, and it's out there. Like the show is like, if you're looking for just some wacky, crazy out there anime, it's it's really good. Um, on a lighter note, I guess I didn't put this in here, but because I watched it like right before the podcast, but I didn't realize there was more Spy Family out. So if you want a much more oh, yeah. wholesome and much less graphic anime, go watch Spy Family. Um, but no, Chainsaw Man is it's pretty good from what I've seen so far too. Um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of the newest, I think, biggest anime. Um, it's cool. I've been seeing people make cosplays and stuff on TikTok, like three D trying to three D print like the chainsaw like head and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it, I mean, I, I still I still like like it for what it is. But yes, it's I can't I can't honestly recommend it if you're not okay with some of that stuff. I mean, not that not that I'm okay with some of that stuff, but I you know people talk. It's what whatever you can tolerate. If it triggers know, like, anything. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, yeah. I, yeah. If you think it's gonna, I mean, automatically it's gory as heck. Um, but yeah, I like it though. Cool. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Well, we'll stick to anime. Yeah. Um, probably something else that's going to be gory. I'm betting. Um, Dragon Egg. Gra- Dragon Egg. Dragon <laughs> Age Absolution uh, got its trailer. Shelly, um, cool. you're a huge fan of Dragon Age. Yes, I am. Excited so about excited. This? I'm really excited about this. I think this is just going to add to any hype. I, I, I mean, I guess it could still go wrong. But I just think... I don't think it will. It's been I long think, enough since the games, I think. Yeah, I, I just... I know, like, the next game is already having a very shaky development. Like, Bioware... Mm-hmm. There's been a lot going on with Bioware. Yeah. So, as much as I am excited for the next game, I am, like, a little nervous about it. Whereas this is, like, a show. It's not a game. Yeah. It's... I mean, I'm sure there's, like, consultants from Bioware, but, like, it's not going to have, like, the same issues, I don't think. Hopefully the show <laughs> will just add to, like, the lore and just that's make exactly that much what more I'm richer hoping. and, like, more interesting. Absolutely. That's yeah. exactly what I'm hoping for. It's, like, because mm-hmm. it's it's already looks like it's going to be taking place in Deventer, or at least it's going to be taking place with a lot of characters from Deventer, um, which we have not yet really seen at all in any of the Dragon Age games. We've met characters from Deventer, but there's so much crazy lore there. 
Um, and the next game almost definitely is going to be taking place there. So, um, and from what we can gather, this is very likely going to be taking place between Inquisition and um, Dragon Age 4. Because we also see Cassandra. Uh, Oh, yeah. We see Cassandra in there, which is pretty cool. Um, And I think people are saying they saw Liliana. I did not see Liliana, but maybe I wasn't watching closely There's a character Um, that looked very familiar as if it could be Liliana, but I don't necessarily think it was. It's a game gotcha. series I probably should get into. I love Dra- uh, it's I so love The good. Witcher, and the reason that I almost stopped playing The Witcher was the same reason I played stopped playing Dragon Age, and so I was confused. And there were no tutorials. But yeah, I kept playing. I'm sure that I would have gotten it. And loved I it. feel like the first one will be the toughest, probably for you to get through because it's very much classic, like RPG, like Western RPG. Very have you po- played very Kator? Po- yeah, so it's no. very it's okay. Knights of the Old Republic basically. Um, but then the second and third one are when it gets more action heavy, and I think they it becomes more accessible. It's a little more players. palatable. Yeah, yes, I would agree. Yes. The story is the best in Origins for sure, but yes, the um, yes. gameplay, yeah, is is kind of rough in that first game for mm-hmm. sure. Pretty actually quite rough, but anyway. Yeah. Um, I still love the series. The trailer to me, not knowing anything, looks a lot like Vox Machina in a lot of ways, and I love Vox Machina, so I'm kind of excited. The animation, about animation style, style. looks incredibly similar too mm-hmm. and the fact it's not it's not D, but it's like almost dd it's off of a role-playing fantasy yeah. world um so very similar in that way but i don't think um, we'll have the comedy that vox machina had um but i don't need that like i feel like it'll be a good story with an animation style that i, I think enjoy. that's why i was disappointed in vox machina not because of the comedy but they just went so hard on the comedy that like it was i yeah. didn't expect it yeah um yeah, i think that probably just pulls from it being straight out of the uh the source material. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's the thing, too, is that it's like, you know, that's literally based off a D&D campaign, whereas, mm-hmm. like, you know, we have Dragon's really Absolution, which is very much not. So it's, it's there's an actual team of writers that can do whatever they want. They have creative freedom over it. Um, whereas, mm-hmm. like, if you base off D&D, you have to, like, implement stuff that happened, like mm-hmm. bad rules. <laughs> bad rules and good rules and weird stuff like that. Um, but either way, a couple notes, um, takeaways from this trailer. Um... Lady Kunari Mage, very, very cool. We don't really mm. see many Kunari Mages. We've seen hardly any Lady Kunaris. Like, there's, like, no NPCs that are, are that are, um Kunari women in any yeah. of the games, I don't think. Um, except for Kunaris very, very, very minor, maybe. Big warrior types. <laughs> yeah, and, like, you know, Kunari Mages are very rare because yeah. of just lore reasons. So it's really, I think it's awesome that we're seeing um, a woman Kunari Mage just mm-hmm. for diversity and in, in the lore is very very cool um i also just think it's so funny that in this game or sorry in this trailer um they literally mention they say like two fighters two mages and a rogue or something along those lines and i'm like okay like because if you play the games like those are the three class types you can either play a fighter you can play a rogue or you can play a mage and sure yeah. the subclasses within those so there's still like replayability there's still differences there um but I just thought that was so funny because it's like, that's what they call them in the games in the actual world. I thought that's just, yeah. like, you know, the class names like, oh, you pick a fighter. <laughs> oh, you're going to like get a shield or whatever. You're going to pick a mage. Oh, you do magic. It's like they literally like this is a quest that involves two fighters, two mages and a rogue. And I'm just like, that just seems a little too on the nose for me. But <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like, it's like almost funny to me. It's like they um, didn't intend for it to be that way, but it totally did. Come yeah, on it, it almost makes you wonder if it's like meant as a like, oh, players know that these are the classes. But for me, it's almost 
was a little too cheesy, but it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, all that being said, though, I'm I'm really excited for the show because yeah, the characters. I I think it's cool that they're definitely focusing on new original characters that they can do whatever the heck they want with. Maybe they'll show up in the next game. That'd be cool. Maybe we'll see Dorian. Maybe we'll see Fenris since they're both from uh, Tevinter. Um, just as you know, um, what's the word? Just as cameos. Oh, like seeing, yeah. That'd be uh, cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Other, There's a lot of possibilities. Yeah, other cameos in other games, like, tells me that, yeah, we'll definitely see that. So, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm always starving for Dragon Age content. There's never enough Dragon Age content to quench my thirst. So, I will be consuming <laughs> this. Yes. Cool. Inquisition was game of the year in 2014, so, uh, yeah. Good game. It's a good game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's go with the anime. I'll kind of bounce around here. We have uh, Disney. This was kind of teased a few days ago uh, as of uh, this being published. This podcast, uh, it's already out. Uh, but Zen is a Studio Ghibli short about Grogu. Uh, so far, it looks adorable. I, it's just an image right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty cool. It's got little dust bunnies. The dust bunnies remind me of Totoro. So I'm like, is it? literally totoro's dust bunnies that would be cool. <laughs> um, so cool such a cool crossover i'm like man yeah so happy i about it. love it um lj you, you mentioned the what what was that show called star wars oh visions yes i visions. i wonder i have to wonder if this was going to be in visions and maybe it just wasn't done quickly enough yeah. um so now it's a short does Visions have any characters that are canon? No, it doesn't. Well, actually, I think Boba Fett is in one of them. Okay, I was like, I didn't know for sure. Not. I think uh, one that would be. Yeah. Part of it too is maybe it's because it's a, a canon character. True. Obviously, that the story's canon. Well, yeah, because I think um, even the whole thing about Visions it was that like, oh, none of these are considered canon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a cool cool little idea. I love Studio Ghibli. I love me some Grogu. So yes, excited. it's like the crossover I didn't ever think would happen, <laughs> but it's like perfect. Like I just, mm. oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would love more to usually Star Wars stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like give us more visions. Give us a vision season two. Give us Ooh, like a, a, really a Ghibli two. episode. Really then give us a movie. <laughs> Ghibli is like, I've always thought of them as like anime Disney movies anyways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Disney and they partnered with Disney in the past. Yep. Yeah, so it's kind of, kind of, kind of a no-brainer in a little bit of a way. So, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last thing we'll go back to Netflix: The Witcher, uh, Blood Origin. Yeah, is a four-part series. So, um, it's a limited series. That and we got a trailer for it, so it should be out December twenty-fifth, Christmas Day. Uh, so Merry Christmas to us. Um, I don't know if I'll be watching The Witcher on Christmas Day but um or why you would choose that date but mm-hmm. it's cool uh it looks great i think it looks better like i'm more excited for this uh trailer wise than i was for like um rings of power yeah um mm-hmm. like it just looks more epic than rings of power did which is unfortunate for rings of power but uh which is okay um don't know if it'll actually be that good hopefully it is and uh yeah, I want more of the Witcher world, so I'm down, especially for live action. And I almost like that, like, there is no Geralt, or there is nothing, like, to me, at least there's, like, it just looks so different. Like, it's barely related to the Witcher, and I kind of like that. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that it'll be the origin of the Witchers. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, so the, the, the Witchers aren't even a thing yet mm-hmm. in the series. That's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, and that is the TV news. Mm-hmm. We geeking out about anything else this week? Not I. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about my weekend. Uh, I went to Port Priority 7, which is... Um, nice. Port Priority is kind of like our our um, PNW, or at least Seattle-based annual major for Smash. Okay. Um, so I don't really talk about Smash very much on the podcast because it would get really repetitive. But I thought I'd at least bring it up <laughs> that um, that was this weekend. And there were over 600 attendees, I'm pretty sure. Um, which Ooh, is pretty awesome. big. Yeah, and Greg said, like, you know, there's also rivals um, of Aether available, but, I mean, the majority of that was going to be for Smash Ultimate, um, because yeah. I don't even think Melee was there. Um, but uh, it was it was at a casino, kind of a local casino that's um, about a half hour uh, from Seattle or so. Um, but what you might see if you follow esports is um, it, it kind of got to esports news level. Because a situation happened where basically, because... Um, you know, there's the tournament being hosted at this casino, um, but the tournament runners and the casino are not the same people, right? Mm-hmm. So basically what happened is that there's a amazing, amazing um, Game & Watch player. He's the best Game & Watch player in the world um, who could have legitimately won this tournament. Um, he was denied entrance at this casino. Oh. And it was, like, incredibly racially motivated. It was really oh. awful. So basically, they didn't accept his uh, Mexican ID. They said, hey, oh, they basically said, oh, you're an outsider. That's the word they used, which is just so messed up. And wow. then they said, you need to go back and get your passport. And at that point, he was frustrated because he left his passport at the hotel. And he was, you know, verbally quite frustrated with that. Um, and then at that point, they just said, well, we, we don't like your attitude. So um, you're not allowed. You're not allowed in. Not for 24 hours. And wow. that was on, you know, Saturday when everyone is playing their pools, right? Is, you know, yeah. playing their games. Um, and so he had to disqualify and it was really awful. Like our head TO, um, who's a great guy, by the way, uh, tried his be- very best to like work with security and like get him in. But um, it wasn't happening. They were not budging. And it was just like this huge racially motivated power trip. It was really awful. Um, but the rest of the tournament was really fun. And thankfully, by the end of the tournament, um, the well, the casino didn't compensate, which is really unfortunate because it was their fault. Um, the staff and the uh, runners report priority were able to compensate him, um, just because oh, again he came all the way from Mexico. Like yeah. he, he traveled for this. He like was hopefully trying to make some money out of this by performing well, and he had prepared a lot for this. So um, thankfully, he got compensated for that, and he's like, you know not mad at the property runners at all or anything like that. Not but anyway, casino, I just, yeah. Yeah. So everyone's, everyone's review bottoming the casino, uh, uh-huh. which is deserved. And honestly, I didn't even really like that. It was hosted at a casino. The only reason it was, I pretty sure is because it's the seventh port priority. And so it was like 007 themed. Uh... Um, there was like a golden night tournament and people dressed up. I dressed up. My husband, and I dressed up. Um, that's, all fancy. that's definitely how I read it. Like yeah. when you had it in the notes, I was like, Port Priority 007. Yeah, like, 007. Exactly. Was, yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's, cool. that's the, yeah, that's the reasoning. So um, yeah, still really, really fun, good event overall, but we're all really, really disappointed with the venue um, being awful. And yeah. so um, any locals don't go to Muckleshoot. Don't do it. 
don't do it. Go go to Emerald City Queen Casino. Go anywhere else if you're a casino goer. Um, but that's all. That's all I'll say. So I just thought I would mention it because it was it was it was really fun. So um, and Tweak, the guy who won, who was one of my favorite players by the way, one of my favorite top players, had the most insane losers run. Basically, he um, got knocked into losers um, somewhat early. Uh, as far as the tournament goes, and then he won eleven games in a row, not dropping a game all the way up to Ooh, grand finals. That's a um, climb. Yeah, and then he three uh, owed the winner side, who's a guy named Kurama, who's a Mario player, who's really, really freaking amazing. Um, he three owed Kurama and to reset the bracket, and then um, game five, tweak one um, in the almost last hit scenario, kind of last stock scenario. It was nice. really, really fun to watch, really, really cool. Um, and it's also just crazy because, you know, Tweak hasn't won a major in a really long time. And so this was kind of a long time coming for him, too. So it was all just a really cool event, um, except for the fact that the venue sucked. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I literally like I saw like esports like um, journalism about it. So if you follow that stuff, you might see it. So, wow. Anyway, cool. I thought I would share that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, LJ, we're going to find you at one of the podcasts there. All right, uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at LJ the Paladin. And Shelly? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. You can find me on Instagram at Cody Armour, and you can find me on Twitch on Wednesdays, twitch.tv slash geeksundergrace. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye-bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.